And we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the stress and effect because I keep wanting to have a show with my friends. And some of them actually show up. So I have fewer friends than I think that I do. I know, it's a sad life, but it works for Zathras. There's a thing in that for some people. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. Let me go ahead and introduce you to uh, well, who we've got so far tonight. We'll see if that changes at any point later. From the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget, good evening. Good evening. And just off to the right on the coast, where the waters are actually pretty nice right now from last I understood. You know, there are no hurricanes incoming on Renault Tech. Good morning. Good morning. No, we haven't had any hurricanes. Uh, we did have a, a weather storm blow through today. Um, what's been nice the last couple days it hasn't been, oh my god, my balls are stuck to my legs. It's so hot out. Um, and the humidity's been relatively calm, too. Um, so That part helps. Nice. Yeah, that, that part helps. In fact, it's so nice I'm actually having plum wine tonight. Oh, good for you. Uh, for me, tonight, I have nothing. Uh, there's a, there's a, there's reason basically comes down to timing. So eh, is what it is. So there's, there's two plum wines from the same company. Uh, the, the company's Choya, C-H-O-Y-A. And one of them has fruit in it. One of them doesn't. And what I've noticed is that the one where they put the fruit in after the fact, it's definitely, um, got more of a kick to it. And they say that it attributes to the acid that's in the fruit blending into the wine the way it is. Um, it is, it's definitely has a uh, similar warming sensation that I would get from like some of my smoother vodkas. Um, whereas I don't usually get that sensation from most of the wines that I drink. So it's, it's kind of nice. I'm really looking forward to when I actually get to the bottom of the bottle, actually trying to bite into one of the plums. Fair enough. Anytime soon. I got the big bottle, not the little bottle. So it's, <laughs> we, we will not be having that experience tonight on the show. I'd like to actually wake up tomorrow. That sounds like a good plan. <laughs> so, of course, as everybody, thank you very much for joining us. If you are lucky enough to join us live as we record, you can, of course, take advantage of the live chat, which is Hi, over Felis. that side. Yes, Felix is over there. Hi, hon. Uh, and, you know, you can always give us uh, uh, pieces of uh, pieces to think about as we go along and you know keep kind of keep us grounded a little bit too as as we go along with stuff uh we were we were chatting of course as, as we usually do before the show you know not exactly an official check-in you know making sure that everybody's you know doing okay mentally but yeah i, I didn't actually ask mentally uh, there's, there's not much of anything going on for me at the moment, personally. Uh, my little one, of course, uh, as I had mentioned, is, uh, helping the local community group with, um, the musical production carry. I know. I know. But, uh, yeah, I, I've been to both, uh, both performances so far. They've got their finale tomorrow, and I've think I'm probably going to end up joining for that one. And you know what? 
the worst thing that I can say about it is I requested to be relocated where I was sitting because the chairs are very close together. And last night I looked to the right of me and there are two people who are unmasked and there are two people to the left of me who are unmasked. And considering that the um, vaccination rate in my county is roughly 50-60%, and I was the only one that was opting to wear a mask, I decided, you know what? Uh, yeah, can you relocate me? That'd be nice, thanks. So, I'm sitting all the way in the back. I don't care. I don't mind. I would much rather do that. Be this it may. Tech, it's been a long, it, it, you know, it, we've kind of missed you for a little bit. How you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, with the way things are, we're kind of watching the world react to the Delta variant in that, yeah, you got a lot of people who are vaccinated and when they're catching it, because some are, um, they're actually having very, uh, the, the vaccine's working the way it's intended. For those who catch it, they have reduced symptoms. Uh, for, for a highly significant number of the people who have been recorded as having confirmed caught the Delta variant and have symptoms, they're very, very light symptoms, not requiring, you know, ventilators and things like that. But then you go on and you read about the <laughs> Texas. In Florida, well, Florida's Florida, but Texas, Florida, Arkansas, and you hear about, you know, children getting helicoptered out because there's no more beds for the children. And if they don't get helicoptered out to a helicopter, uh, to a hospital, either outside the county or outside the state where there's an ICU that's got a bed waiting for a child, they're probably going to die. Why? Because either they were too young to get vaccinated, which you know, they're still working on that. Luck be, be on your side, guys and gals. Um, or in some cases, you know, they're just not getting vaccinated because the parents don't believe in it. I, I, and that kind of bothers the hell out of me. Okay. Um, how are you doing was the question. Not how is anybody else doing. Yeah, and, and see, that's the thing. How I'm doing ties into how the world's doing because I'm following along just like a lot of us are. And when I see, you know, I have a child. My child is lucky enough to have been born when he was so that he is old enough to get the vaccine. And he's been vaccinated, both shots. And when I see these other children that don't, uh, they're not old enough. They, they just were born at the wrong time. This is literally a roll of the dice for them. They were just born at the wrong time. But another roll of the dice was they were born to the wrong parents. Because there are many of them who are those parents haven't been vaccinated. Or maybe they have been vaccinated. But now they take their kids into areas where they're mixing with a whole lot of people. And nobody's wearing the mask. Nobody's social distancing. Nobody's paying attention to the things that we could still be doing to really nip this thing in the butt. And they're putting their child in harm's way. And it's like, that's like taking my kid and holding him between me and a person pointing a gun at me. That's how I see it mentally. And that bothers me 
Because that little 10-year-old or 9-year-old or 8-year-old or 7 or 5 or whatever doesn't have a choice. You know, I hear about pro-lifers saying, hey, uh, women shouldn't be able to get abortions because, you know, it's a life. But these are the same people who won't protect their kids from harm. So, um, so it bothers me. Personally, I am fine. I am healthy enough. My family is doing well enough. My friends, most of them are okay. Um, but I still am affected by what I see going on in the world. Okay. And those are the you- things that are affecting me right now. Gotcha. And if they if they get worse, which they are probably like to do, my concern for the world will probably continue to increase, which means I will get more stressed out and more bummed out, and will have to take other act- corrective actions to mitigate my mental health. That's fair enough. It, believe it or not, it sounds like um, sounds like a lot of that is going to be coming up once we get into the real. Once we get into the 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 grass and the weeds, well, the whole and on damn a, thing, and on the positive side of the whole thing, one of the things that actually helped lift me up recently was somebody pointed me to, "Hey, go to Twitter." Why I don't like Twitter? You should go to Twitter. Why? Well, go to this link, and this link is one of the astronauts. What were they doing? They were doing their own version of the Olympics. In faith. It was great. Synchronized swimming on the space station. No, no hands-free handball. Or no <laughs> non non-hand handball where they were blowing a ping pong ball around, trying to score goals on each other. It was great. I, I watched those videos. They were fantastic. It's like, why is this not on every single news station? This is fantastic. People need to see this because this is great. Please? Please tell me they did not use the javelin? Nope. The hammer throw? Nope. The shot put? Nope. No, like there, there's, there's like four videos or something. I'll have no, to find no. them so we can post them. That, One that of them be, is they take be. their headbands. You know how they have the headbands to hold their hair back? Not especially, well, they do. but okay. Yeah, they do. They have headbands that go like the old sweatbands, you know, for okay. the workouts. So okay. They have them, okay. and they were using those to shoot a target that they had hung up in kind of the middle of the hallway. And they were going, getting points for accuracy and whether or not the band stuck to the material and things like that. And it was slow moving because it wasn't like a very strong elastic. Okay. So uh, that was one video. Another video was they were doing synchronized little movements together, doing little performances to music. Um, they were doing acrobatics where they had to kind of like spin in place and do flips and such without touching the walls or the handles. Um, and of course, the ping pong ball thingy. Um, and and no, they were they were doing it probably as safely as anybody could do on board a space station. It, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch some of the smartest, most intellectual people our planet has to offer have a good time. As serious as their job is, as dangerous as their job is, being able to have a moment to have a good time in all in good fun 
and share it with the world. I was like, that was a good feeling that they shared that with us. Because they could have kept it to themselves. They could have just kept it to their families. They didn't have to share it. But they did. And I'm really appreciative of that. It was a, it was great. So it's fair to say that um, we need play. <laughs> Bridget. Yeah, I know we were kind of talking a little bit, but uh, you... You've you've got a lot better in in some areas, not so much in others. Like I said, check in. Hi. Yeah, I I think I'm doing okay. Um, it's kind of you know difficult trying to get into the groove on a new job and stuff like that. So my brain is tired from having to learn new stuff. But I think that's normal. Oh yeah. If 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 Dallin is anything to go by from what we what we got to talk to him about, yeah, completely normal. Um, you know, and and at least the the bosses and and stuff like that are really good at trying to you know help me figure things out and not stress me out and stuff like that. And it's going to be so nice to have to work with like rheumatology practice rather than oncology. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, I f- uh, the Huffington Post posted an article 15 hours ago, and it's got the links to all the videos. I just put it in there so we can add it to it. Sorry. Excellent. Check that out. That's cool. Yeah, seriously. Uh, like, the longest video, I think, is five minutes, and there's only four videos total. So, you know, block out 15, 20 minutes, sit down, and grab a glass of wine, and just have a great chuckle and a smile. See now, now, now I want to now I want to watch Animal Olympics again. Damn it! Uh, I always watched the Puppy Bowl and the Kitty Bowl during the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, those are fun. That's always. Good. I love the Puppy Bowl. And I did see over on the chat, Stephanie. Hi. See you over there. Glad that you made it. Good morning. Oh, dark, stupid in the morning, but morning. Anyway. So now's about as good a time as any, and uh, we'll get rolling. We'll get angry afterwards. We'll, we'll deal with stuff. But uh, we have another introduction to make. We have a new joiner. A new challenger has entered the room. Oh, bonjour! Uh, uh, a ready player for <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just Please, no, no more after book two. Book two was hard enough to get through. Good morning, oh, Joseph. Good morning. Do not you. Oh my god. What? I can hear you. That works out, oh. doesn't it? <laughs> it was working last week. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little it was a little on the low side, but uh, I I kind of helped along with that too. So, oh, all good. Okay. All so, right. what have I missed? Sorry for being late. No, you're perfectly fine. I was just about to jump into the uh uh into my opening and uh We'll be ready. The link for the horrible scopes are, of course, over in our chat. Thank you, sir. No worries. So let me go ahead and get that rolling. So with five minutes on the clock for you, your five-minute freestyle starts now digging. Oh, God. You know, digging is something we really shouldn't do sometimes. And in this case... I have to kind of explain it. 
We've heard the term doom scrolling. We really shouldn't be doing that. It's bad for our mental health. It's bad for our emotional health. Doom scrolling, basically going through your social media and just keep keep hitting the keep hitting the scroll wheel. Just keep going down, keep going down. What more is there? What more is there? What more is there? Crap! It's all crap! It's all crap! You really shouldn't be doing that. I had a very uncomfortable moment this week. I did something that I do not normally do. I had to look at somebody's timeline, social media. I actually had to do through several to make sure I was looking at stuff correctly. Because the person in question has opted to go to Megaplex, which is actually what prompted this whole show in the first place. Megaplex is a convention. Mostly a furry convention, but a convention nonetheless. It's located in Orlando, Florida. Anybody that has been following the news knows full well that right now, Florida is a really bad place to be. The governor of Florida has decided that he is going to completely trample all over local governmental authority and put out a decree. I'm going to call it that a decree. You will not mandate that people have to wear coverings in public. I forbade it. So shall it be written, so shall it be done. Yet went down to the schools, too. Kids are not to be forced to wear masks. Kids. Kids, you know, kids who are under 12 years old, who at the moment can't be vaccinated because um, it's not been accepted for them yet. Kids who are intentionally being put into harm's way. Kids where the government simply couldn't give a shit whether or not they got shot with vaccines or with chemically accelerated lead bullets. Let's leave the kids out of this a second, because we're going to get to that. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to use it early. This person that I have sort of known for a long time shares some of my sense of humor, an appreciation for Jack Benny, This motherfucker has decided that he is going to travel from roundabout the Oklahoma area into the middle of this hellhole. This biological crucible has posted before things that, amongst others, continued the big lie 
downplayed the severity of this biological incursion. Otherwise, put stuff out there that I had to go digging for to find that I didn't really see before. That made me finally say, you know what? I don't care how long it's been. I don't care. You want to believe in a lie? Sorry. You want to downplay something that has killed 600 fucking thousand countrymen for no other good reason other than somebody decided that they were going to go ahead and lie? No. No. And now you're going to go ahead and intentionally put yourself into harm's way, traveling from roundabout Oklahoma down to Florida, be around a whole bunch of other people, and then back again. You going to go ahead and do that? Intentionally? You want to be conservative. That's fine. You want to be an unintentional mass murderer. Sorry. I got no time for this. Dig your own grave, not somebody else's. Episode 371 on the docket, Your Honor, Into the Fire. Like I said, this is exactly the reason why this episode exists. Because I found out that there are a number of groups that are looking to open up to do conventions. I get it. We want to get together again. We're social animals. We've talked about that before. But the idea that Megaplex has gone ahead and said, you know what? Um, we're in the middle of Florida, Orlando, so um, let's go. I, I absolutely cannot. I, I cannot fathom this. I absolutely cannot. I can't condone it. And anybody that I'm finding out is intentionally going there. No. No. They're 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 gonna be out of my circles. So we're gonna talk through part of that. Not specifically about Megaplex, but the idea that there are these groups, these areas where they wanna go ahead and put on their show, regardless of the possibility of contaminating their clientele and why this is such an incredibly horrific idea. I did go up looking information about Rafe Badawi's condition. Uh, there is nothing new currently, unfortunately. With that said, as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been nine years, one month, 21 days since he was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our thoughts, our hopes are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. So, with that fun out of the equation, I think now's about as good a time as any to get the horrible scopes, and then we'll move on from there. So, for those of you that are wondering, yes, now is a perfect opportunity. If you know what your astrological signs are, cool. If you don't, 
make it up as you go along. Pick somebody else's. I don't care. Roll a d12. It won't matter. Ask ask Alexa to assign you one. It doesn't matter. I can get away with saying that name because I don't have any Alexa products around here. Why? Because I don't want to support them, but we'll talk about that later. Sadly, Dallin is not here, so one of these is not nearly as funny as I was hoping for. Get you rolling. Aries, shopping locally is a good idea for you this week. Peaches and corn are arriving at the stands along with fresh bacon. You know what goes best with bacon? More bacon. Yes, the good stuff is expensive, but you're worth it, right? Indulge enough to make the heart attack worth it. Tar. The complete works of H.G. Wells are on sale at Barnes & Nobles this week. Ask the clerk if they can find the Invisible Man for you. If they can, refuse to accept it because that's false advertising. If they can't, just tell them that it was a... If they can't, just tell them it was a dad joke. Just be ready for them to kick you out for putting them through that. No one's paid enough to put up with that. No, nobody's paid enough to put up with that. Gemini. <laughs> Last week's miniature 3D printed kiddie pool design doesn't have to go to waste. If you resize it, you can build a replica of Dr. Theopolis from Buck Rogers in the 25th century. No one will know what that is, but you will. And isn't that all, isn't that all that really matters? Keeping yourself happy and out of trouble this week. Cancer Moon Child, there's nothing wrong with talking to yourself. It helps you figure out what you want to do, like what to order for dinner. Here's a hint. Don't eat a burger and fries at the beach. The seagulls will make you fight for every last bite you take. That is true. Go down to the go down to the beach. You'll see. Give it a try. Good luck. And I, I know I was imitating Twiggy. Key. Long story. Leo! It's been almost 25 years since Tickle Me Elmo came out, and your parents are still traumatized by the great human stampede at KB Toys. At least it wasn't as bad as the Cabbage Patch Kids craze of 83. Be kind to your parents. You don't know the horrors they've seen. Virgo. Doctors and mothers get to tell you the same thing when it comes to swallowing things that are good for you. Finish everything we give you. Doesn't matter if it's stuffed peppers, matzo ball soup, or erythromycin. Finish it all up. And slow down, you're eating like a pig. I'm so glad you got that one. <laughs> Libra. A past employer will come calling to see if you like a job as a safety trainer. Check to see if they have enough safety gear for you before accepting the offer. Asking for a hard hat? And steel-toed anti-slip shoes in a cubicle farm is not asking too much of them. Scorpio. <clears throat> Reading on the beach is relaxing. Having a geek like Gemini walk up and give you a 3D-printed horga is both creepy and flattering. Short version, do not have a new romantic encounter this week. You've gotten sand everywhere already. Yeah. There's some out of the. Hmm? That could be painful. Well, fertility yeah. statue. You, you know oh. the old, you know the old poem. Out of the night, there came a scream. Who put sand in the Vaseline? 
I didn't before, and I really still wish that I didn't. Thanks. Sand on the naughty bits can be kind of chafing. We're going to move on right now. <laughs> Are you seeking Jamaharat? Sagittarius. Your neighbor was three sheets to the wind last week, and you won't believe what we heard from them. Now, loose lips sink ships, but we just had to share this with you. They said the naughtiest joke we've heard in a long time. What did the doe say when she came out of the forest? I'll never do that for two bucks again. I'm Canadian. I, I don't get the joke. What, what's what's could, could you you at U.S. folks explain that one to me? I, I don't get, I don't get the joke. Capricorn, your great grandfather used to say, "All you got to do is sing if it ain't got that swing." That line made him smile almost his whole life. Find your happy thought and hold it tight this week. You're going to need it. Aquarius. Someone wearing a Misfits Band shirt is going to do right by you this week. Do right by them back. Give them a smile. Compliment them on their service. And for crying out loud, do not crack a jet joke at them. Pisces, a picture is worth a thousand words, but does that include the little words like a or the or interestingly? Interestingly enough, the answer is no for this college thesis paper. So for all you philosophy majors, instead of writing a paper, instead of writing a paper, create five minute. Oh, instead of writing a paper to create a five minute animated cartoon to explain your position, It'll be the equivalent of a 300,000-word paper, and if they can't be bothered to read that thesis, then screw them, right? And those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you like what you got, it's completely accidental. Uh, nobody bribed me to do something nice to them, so you got what you got. That's your horse bull scope for today. Pretty much. By the way, uh, the one for Aquarius about uh, somebody wearing a Misfits shirt – yeah, when I was writing the horrible scopes, I was in a coffee shop writing, and the person that made my coffee and my food was wearing a Misfits shirt. And I went back to the same place earlier today, and I showed them because they were there, and they were very appreciative. So Speaking remember, fans, uh, come September of this year, Nirvana's al uh, ever historic album Nevermind mm. will be 30 years old. Oh, well. <laughs> I was a Nirvana fan. So when I heard about how old the album was, I, I just went, oh. Oh, man. It's been a while, isn't it? it that's on a classic rock station. Mm. <laughs> You're old. It, it, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. I need to grab my fidget spinner and get my anxiety down. You yeah. still have those, right? Yeah, my my fidget spinner uh, looks like this. It's got a it's got a it's got a lifter piece over here. It's got this uh, it's got this uh, this duck penis thing attached to it. It's it, it's it's helpful. <laughs> my my fidget spinner is made by Leatherman. It's called a Leatherman. Does I can it do a lot of things. Does it sing in the key of E flat major? 
F flat minor? No, but I can cut somebody uh, enough that they can sing an E flat major. F flat minor would be more entertaining, but that's because people are people who actually know music right now are looking at the looking at me going, uh, no, yeah, I I know, I know, know. trust me, I know. Don't worry about it. It's it's all good. If you're playing on an instrument that's got you know actual strings that you have to, this is not going to sound right. Finger, yes, you could technically play F flat minor. Shut up. It's the way it works. Anyway. So, like I said, Megaplex is going on. I, I, the idea that there are a couple of cons up in Canada that are saying, in a couple of months, we will hold, if, if all things keep going right, we will hold ours. Okay. I get that. Canada's doing a far better job than we are. Far better job. And by we, I mean here in the U.S. We'll get to that. Berta, not so much. The idea that, you know, like I said, Florida, where the governor by fiat has said, you will not enforce a mask mandate in your communities. Meanwhile, the incidents of kids in schools having their COVID rates, for lack of a better way of putting it, skyrocket, is absolutely incorrigible to me. It, it, it absolutely is. Which is also prompting another idea, by the way, and I, I want to pitch this to you guys uh, before I forget about it. The idea of asking um, uh, Andrew Torres back if he would be willing to come back on again. The Doing the show this time of night is, is always a, a challenge, but I, I want to see about it because I want to pitch the idea. Could the governor who said thou shalt not suffer a face mask to live in your communities, could he be theoretically liable for the deaths of the people for whom this could have been prevented? You know, uh, I'm not a lawyer, but I would imagine that the answer would be technically yes. However, I would venture, I guess, that a lot of courts wouldn't want to find him guilty just because it would open up a what would most politicians would consider to be a huge can of worms of suddenly being found accountable for for bad actions. And I was like, oh, wait, uh, the thing we should be doing. What a concept. Yeah, because then it goes up the chain. And how far up the chain can it go? Uh, I believe the expression we're looking for here is uh, previous POTUS. Well, I can't say the government. I mean, that is the, the way that it is. You can't. But having said that, there are a couple of parents who are suing the governor of Arkansas over mass mandate show for kids in school. And he's hoping that this will cause the, the law to be overturned. 
But I do know that you cannot see the government. And so the previous POTUS probably would be immune. Yeah. So that's a, that's a, that's a whole other piece. Back on the topic though. The idea that we have had, especially here in the U.S., I, I, I don't know how things have played out elsewhere for the most part. So please forgive me on this. It's been two years. It's been two years. I know, I know, not exactly two years. Give me a rounding error on this one, okay? We've gone around the sun twice with people not being able to get together the way that traditionally have. I didn't go up to Toronto twice. I didn't go to Anthrocon because it was not that it was not done because let's, let's back up a second. There is a real thing that happens when large groups of people get together for a convention is typically unofficially referred to as concrud. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be a furry convention. It doesn't have to be an anime convention. It is asshole con. It was a low, uh, low venue con, low capacity con. And even we got concrud. Yeah. Yeah. I've never gone to a con and not gotten concrud. Never. I went to one con where I didn't get it, but I was only there for three hours. Yeah. And this is something that, uh, you can, you can see in your local communities. When schools start up, I don't know about anybody else, but for the first two weeks after my little one got back to, you know, uh, came off of summer vacation, got back together again with the, with the kids, I felt it. It affected me. I wasn't in bed, you know, sick or nothing, but I definitely had, you know, reaction to all the stuff that uh, the new biology that was coming through from, you know, from him. And that's because school is basically, it, it's a convention. For, you know, the, the reason is to teach these kids, you know, how to, how to live and, and learn and such, but it's still a gathering of humans. So we know that this is a real thing. And we know Canada is looking to hopefully be able to have people getting back together again even though their incidents of COVID are incredibly small by comparison to here in the U.S. Admittedly, their population is smaller, but be that as it may. Alberta's still being stupid, though. Alberta's still being stupid. And for those who aren't, you know, aware of what I'm referencing in Alberta, you, you know, don't have to quarantine if you're positive for COVID anymore. And, you know, they're doing away with mass mandates and blah, blah, blah. It's just letting people... Do, the, do themselves. Memory serves. Um, Alberta is also primarily run uh, at the province level by conservative government folks. Yeah, it's the equivalent of Texas. Yeah, lower uh, lowercase c conservative. Make sure that but Alberta understand. is Canada's equivalent of Texas. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately so. So we know Florida. Uh, we know full well that Florida is. Uh, it, the incidents of COVID infection are skyrocketing. It, there, there's just no two ways about it. There are, if memory serves, f- I forget if it's four or six states right now, 
force that are responsible for 50% of the new reported cases. Either four or six states individually. Out of reminding you, 50, depending as to how you look at it, 51, 52, for all of the U.S. Admittedly, they're fairly populated states, but still. And again, this means that just like what happened with, uh, what was the name of it? Sturgis? Yeah. Yeah. And that means. Guess what's coming up again? <laughs> yeah. So, which means that people who are affected and don't give a shit, people who are affected, uh, affect, uh, infected and don't know it, those that have not been infected and are vaccinated, and those that are not infected and Maybe they are, maybe they aren't vaccinated because it's all voluntary and you're not allowed to ask, apparently, in some particular cases, because whatever. And mask wearing is voluntary unless the group says that they want to do it individually, but then you run into problems, which means the possibility of people getting infected shoots through the roof. And then you have to worry on their travels back home, infecting people on the way. Do you happen to see any of the video clips yet of interviews being given from Sturgis? No. No, as a matter of fact, not. I did, and I was floored by a couple of them. Um, I mean, first of all, they're predicting that around 700,000 people will show up this year. At Sturgis? The, yeah, at Sturgis. Mm -hmm. And the theme for theirs is spreading our wings. That's this year's theme. There were a couple of interviews that were given to CNN and ABC, and they had asked this one you know, person if he was going to get vaccinated. And he's like, oh, hell no. And then he started coughing. There was another person that they interviewed who said that his wife was at home sick with COVID, so he had to come without her. And of course, none of these people are wearing masks. I was floored. Self-affirmation that what they're doing right is right because they're being told it's right by people that, you know, constantly tell them, hey, look, just do what I say, do what I tell you, think the way I tell you to think, and everything's going to be fine because, you know, if you follow what I say... It's going to be – everything's going to be comfortable. You're not going to have to think uncomfortable thoughts like there are people who are different skin colors than you or different thoughts like viruses exist and you can catch them if you don't, you know, wash your hands properly or little things like you can drink out of, you know, the hose connected to your house. Well, we used to be able to and now that's in question. People don't want to hear that anymore. People want their comfort zones. They want it back when they were – you know, uh, feeling more privileged back when they, you know, just everything seemed to be going right for them, regardless of what was happening to other people at that point, because, you know, those other people are not their people. It's not their tribe. This is tribalism existing on a, a global level. And it, it's, they, they, 
they say the things, keep believing this, keep thinking this, keep doing this, and you will pull one over on those lips. You'll pull one over on the scientists. You'll get back to where you want to be, and this will all go away, and everything will be fine. There's a thing. Stephanie put something that makes this interesting because of what you just said. What I do not understand is why the Republicans want to kill off their voters seems weird to me. That's because they're not actually trying to kill their voters. They're just saying the things that they know is easiest for the people to accept. They want as many votes as they possibly can. They want uh, as much money as they can possibly get. They don't look at the next day. They look at right now. And the easiest demographic to pull under your control as a politician, assuming you're a white male politician, is the evangelical community, the religious community, the white community. It is easiest to pull them under uh, from that conservative group to say, I'm pro-life or I'm pro-life. I'm a Christian. Uh, I don't wear masks. Uh, Obama was not, uh, is not, was not born in America. And boom, you suddenly have a huge influx of money. You have radio stations that want you on the air that they will pay you to put you on the air. They have pastors who are, and priests and, ra- and possibly rabbis because there are freaking, there was that group, Jesus for Trump, uh, or Jews for Trump, who say, uh, yeah, vote for this person. You know, because they're, they're aligned with us or vote biblically, you know, is the way they get past it. So that's what's happening. It's not that they're trying to kill their constituents. It's they're stuck doing the things, the continuation of what they've been doing before. Because if they come out now and say, you need to put on a mask, you need to get vaccinated, you need to social dis- distance, suddenly their message has changed. Their message has stopped being Say all the things we want you to say and be one of us. It is now you're saying the things that all those people you told us were bad people. You're saying the same things as us. You're a traitor. You're one of them. We can't trust you anymore. And that's it. I I mean, there are people who were saying they could trust Anthony Fauci because he changed his statement after the data changed, forcing him to the CDC to change their stance on masks because the science said to. Yeah. But because the stance changed, suddenly he was no longer trustworthy. That's but what's look, happening. But look what's going on there, because I mean, um, for those of us who think critically, uh, being wrong is actually a good thing, because, you know, uh, we're supposed to adapt to our environment. And um, what if we find out that we're wrong about something and we learn something new about our environment, then we have more chances of survival. Yeah, and that's the same rationale that I've heard people go, well, why should we trust the science? Because science, we've proven science has been wrong so many times before. How do we know they're not wrong now? And and, and that's, they're looking for a reason not to trust the science. Answer for Stephanie. Yeah, this is... Sorry? Go ahead, Joseph. Yeah, I just wanted to finish my point. Is that, um, you know, those of us who think Critically, we adapt to our environment, but uh, I I keep on seeing the strain of people who are looking for, like what you were saying, uh, Tech, about, um, you know, if somebody goes back on the word, 
or is proven wrong about something, they, you know, whoever has trust in them just loses total trust. And this desire for absolute certainty is only in people who rely on other people to think for them. And that, that that's the trend that's going on here. Is that, you know, these people aren't making life decisions for themselves. Um, they're constantly in need of someone else to dictate to them, you know, what they should do in life. And this is actually quite dangerous. That's the most dangerous part about it. Because that leads to the, uh, that leads to the racism, the clan mentality, um, same people grouping, separating themselves from the rest of the population. Yeah. Uh, Bridget, I'll get to you just a, just a second. Don't lose your train of thought over here. Uh, TP had also put something over here, which by the way, good to see you. Uh, e- even if it's briefly, you know, thank you. Uh, it said, uh, just stopped in to say, Hey, love you all. I thank you all for what you are doing. All caps lock. I, I, it was probably just a mistake, whatever. Uh, I got into an argument with my mom going to Wally World and stopped her from going in till she put her mask on. She lost her mom. I lost my grandmother due to a family member or nurse giving her COVID. Sorry, I can't take this COVID BS anymore. I'll be back in time. The positive vibes. Foe has ruined my mom. Fox, in in this case, is the way that it's written. So I'm assuming it's to mean Fox News, Foe News, whatever, however you want to think about it over here. Uh, I, I I just want to hit this one really quickly. Like I said, thank you for stopping in. Um, if, 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 if what we're doing is helping you to stay buoyed, wonderful. We're going to keep doing anyway. So don't worry. We'll be here for you. On behalf of us all, you know, we're, we're sorry for that for you, but we're doing the best that we can. And you, you made at least some difference right there. So don't think that you didn't have a success there. Take, take whatever little win you can. Like I said, on on behalf of us all, you know, you know, good job on you there. Very good job on you there, Bridget. You wanted to hit on on this, and it it's probably a, a good piece that uh, that I want to. Oh, I'm sorry. Right before you do that, um, hold, uh, Joseph, hold on to this one for later. Holding on to, uh, holding on to faith in someone. Until they have to change what it is that they're saying, like Dr. Fauci had to, it, it is, is it Fauci or Fauci? Fauci. Fauci. Okay. Dr. Fauci had to do because the, because the science changed and, you know, he worked with that. That's viewed as a bad and untrustworthy person. Yes. Somebody that goes ahead and says, the word has said that the destruction of the world is going to be on this date and it comes and it goes and suddenly we haven't lost faith because uh whatever you, you get where i'm going on that we, we can we can deal with that in a little bit i want people yeah, the to point it, the point is is that they really do lose see these people as untrustworthy yes but be there's a may we'll deal with that one a little bit later 
Bridget, I didn't want to completely derail you. I'm sorry. I just wanted to get that done. Go. I mean, believe it or not, the GOP can use this to their advantage. Oh, they will. And they and they are in a couple of ways. If you will have noticed, Ted Cruz and other people like him are now blaming the increase in case rates on those illegals coming across the border. Fuck so that's them. So that's playing to their base right there, and I'm seeing this repeated online. So that has become a talking point that is working for them. And, you know, looking at this from a cynical side, if you look at what DeSantis and Abbott are doing, it's actually pretty clever, even if they are killing off some of their constituents. If they can cause the economy to tank and people to go back into lockdown again and all these other things, then that's going to look bad for Biden. And this is all about trying to make him look bad and them get back in power. Now, if they can take his presidency with higher COVID numbers and with a bad economy, then, yeah, this is working perfectly. I don't think that he will do it, but I would really, really, really like for President Biden to stop being so milk toast on the whole governor who? No, just kind of don't just don't stop stuff. I mean, just if you don't want to help, fine, just get out of the way. No, it needs to be an actual. This is what we need to do. If you Mm -hmm. are not doing it, you are killing your people. Well, DeSantis needs to watch himself because right now, uh, Charlotte Christ is polling about 1.6 percentage points ahead of DeSantis. And with how close the race was last time, um, you know, he, if, if, you know, one or 2% of the GOP constituency happens to croak down in Florida, then, you know, we will be looking at Governor Christ again, which would be a good thing. One of the, problems, Sujin, with your statement is that they'll they use that to go, oh look, see, the 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 libtards are trying to take your rights away. And next they're coming for your guns and they're coming for your freedom. They use so much fear mongering and they use it so often. They so often talk about the dangers of immigration. The dangers of getting your guns taken, you know, of uh, not getting your guns taken away, but the dangers of um, better improved gun law reform. Okay, Um, the dangers of socialist programs like healthcare for all. Why should the people who don't work get healthcare? And not. Of course, them ignoring the fact that they themselves might be out of work and need health care. But they drive up this fervor, this uh, this anger that affects a portion of the brain. And they do it so often. Uh, Fox News, Rush Limbaugh, Tucker Carson, uh, all these guys and gals, um, they do it so often and so frequently that they just constantly hit this button in your brain of anger, anxiety, and fear, anger, anxiety, and fear, anger, anxiety, and fear. 
And then they tell you after they've gotten you ramped up, do what we say and it'll go away. And then they do it again and again and again and again. And yeah, FUD. Yeah, we've talked about that too damned many times. Uh, Exactly. Just real quickly for anybody that doesn't recognize the expression, FUD, F-U-D, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. This was the marketing ploy that was used by Microsoft for literal decades in order to get them into the monopoly position that they became. And it's something that has been used in politics for far and away longer than that. But FUD appeals to a reaction, and normally our, our critical thought, the, the, the very ability that, that we have for critical thought, that is made to correct that, or to question it, at least. But it's kind of hard to, when you grow up in an environment where... That's not my point. Uh, But but do you see what's going on? It's just not happening. And yes, okay, I see there's uh, we're being conditioned not to think for ourselves, to let everybody else think for us. Um, Yeah, um, just yeah, it's it's very frustrating. I I would say that uh, a good lot of humanity just does not think for themselves. And a, a good point, and that's why that it's correct. Yeah, yeah, and and a big problem of that comes with not educating critical. Um, what's the word that I'm looking for here? Uh, not not teaching critical examination enough to where it becomes the first thing that you go to when you're trying to examine these things. I was there, but I think it goes beyond that, and I think it goes to something not beyond, actually, before that, and something much, much simpler and deep-rooted in the human brain, and that is responsibility. Like, being responsible for yourself, for your own survival. And it's something very deep rooted in this, in us. And, you know, when we're growing up, we rely, we have a tendency, and we actually don't have much other choice than to rely on other people for our survival. But eventually, you know, um, we have to pull ourselves up. Uh, well, we have to take the responsibility of, uh, our own survival. Right. And we transition. We should anyway. But we're not given a chance to. We're even being dissuaded to. Exactly. Rely on authority figures, follow the rules, and without questioning the rules, uh, don't even think about why those rules are there. Uh, Don't think about uh, when you go to the supermarket, you have a choice of products, but who decides what products go there, why are they there? Don't think about shit like this. Just, um, you know, react to whatever we throw at you. But, I mean, even, I'm going to mispronounce this, I think, in, in, indigenous, yep. even a native, you know, uh, going back to before, even in our hunter-gatherer years, I keep on going back to the walkabout, uh, the Australian mm-hmm. Aborigine walkabout, and I don't know if you know about this tradition, but... Um, um, when, uh, 
a young person is coming of age. I don't know if they do this for, for both sexes, but anyways, uh, when they come of age, <clears throat> you know, and the uh, the elders have taught them everything they could. Basically, they push them out into the wild and say, "Okay, you have to take all the stuff we taught you, and you're on your own." And that kind of pushes them into this transition of uh, self-sustenance and autonomous thought and responsibility. They are they're responsible for their own survival. Very much so at that point. Yeah. But there's there's no sense of that here. I mean, there's just a continued... Uh, <sighs> yeah, like every corporation and every religion, they want us to be dependent on them to make all our decisions for us. It's quite uh, profitable. Yeah, there there is a piece about it, though, that I, I want to make sure folks understand. In a society, people are people are interwoven in their dependencies, in what they need, what they can give, in order to make sure that the society continues and, you know, is sustaining for itself and its populace. So, you know, don't think that every person needs to be the one to examine through everything. That's that's not necessarily the case. It's it's wonderful and it's great for that. But you can't have that for 100% of the population. It, it simply doesn't happen that way. I mean, let's face it. You've no. got you've got children for instance that haven't had the opportunity to learn. But what we need in order for these in order for these conglomerations of humanity to operate properly safely healthily is for the vast majority of the populace to be able to examine understand assess and decide how to work through whatever whatever situations come up and the biggest problem that we've got right now is that too damned many population centers don't care to, have been deconditioned from doing it, have not been given the proper tools in order to figure out how to do this stuff. And those who have been in power for, in some cases, multi multiples of decades individuals, not necessarily governmental groups, but individuals for multiple decades are disinclined from having an educated populace because then they have to become accountable when people look at stuff and go, hey, um, you're not helping stuff. We need somebody that's actually going to do like helpful stuff. I think that you said the, the, the word in there that counts the most is accountable. Yeah. Because voters, if voters aren't accountable for themselves, then how can they hold their leaders to account? Well, they think there are quite a, there, there are a significant number of people in the U.S. who are making bad choices, bad decisions, uh, voting for politicians who have more concerned for their own power than they do for the general public's well-being. And they're doing it because they think, they feel that 
they're actually doing good. They actually care. Um, there are quite a number of pro-lifers who actually care about life. They really think that the second the uh, egg is, in, is fertilized, that there's a soul there. And that the soul has to be given a chance to find Jesus. You know, they really care about it. And then there's the other ones who just want to control women's bodies and all that other shit. And those are a significant number two. But the point is, is that there's quite a few people out there that um, actually care about the others around them. And they think, because I've heard the talk, okay, I have a very diverse group of people I work around. And I have heard some talk of how they feel that they're doing the right thing by not falling for those democratic lies, that they're demonstrating to others that it is safe now, that they don't need the mess, that, you know, it's just lies, it's conditioning, they're trying to control us, we, they're actually thinking they're helping you protect your rights by doing the wrong thing. And it's not because they're stupid. It's not because they don't care. It's just that they are of a different mindset. They have been conditioned to think a certain way. They get the negative reinforcement to continue to think that way. They've at some point had some positive reinforcement to the way that they think and to the conditioning. Because you can't have all stick and no carrot. It doesn't work. People do eventually break out of that. You've got to have a carrot sometimes. And they're at a point where it's really hard to change your mental thinking. It's really hard. The older you get, the harder it is to get out of that box that you've been, that you've been boxed in possibly since birth. There's a thing that's, uh, uh, Stephanie's got over here that I want to use to kind of spring load back into. Uh, out, out, out of, out of the rabbit hole, we got down uh, a little bit. Stephanie had said, the Bible says, you get your soul with the first breath. You are alive if you are breathing. Here's, yeah. here's, here's, here's the piece that I want to use from that. There are so many pro-lifers, and I think it's far and away more accurate to call them pro-birthers. Birthers. <laughs> who have absolutely justified themselves with their religious cowl while simultaneously anti-cherry-picked, I guess is probably the best way of putting it, anti-cherry-picked that piece of information from their scriptures. Because it's not about the religion at that point. It's about wrong information, biased information, whatever it is that, for whatever reason, they were told and didn't investigate for themselves in any appreciable manner, which would have been absolute child's play to simply have somebody go, well, here's chapter and verse. Here's what it is. Read it. Read it. Read it for me. Go ahead. Read it. I'm, I'm, I'm not telling you to do any homework. Here. Here's my copy of the Bible. Here. Read it. No, it's not and on. Believe a, it or not, it's not on a it computer. Was, it's it's actual paper. Here, here, look at mine. 
and it was used against them. It really was. It's one of the reasons why they don't use that now. It's one of the reasons why they anti-cherry picked it, like you said. Mm-hmm. And that's, be- that's because when that argument is successfully used against them, it means they're wrong. And they've been told that if they follow this religion, if they believe in the word of God, in the heart of hearts, they truly believe that circular reinforcement of believe in the belief, believe in the belief, believe in the belief, believe in the belief. I mean, I remember uh, when I was part of Young Life, when I was born again Christian, that that was constantly drilled into us. Um, You can't go wrong. Well, how did I go wrong? How is the Bible being used against me? I, you know what? We have to change the message. The message is wrong. Right. Now, the reason why I wanted to use this is that this is exactly the same thing that is happening with these people who want to go to these gatherings. I've already had a light case. Now I'm immune. I've been vaccinated. I'm immune. Uh, Even if I have been subjected to it before, even if I get the Delta variant, it's going to be so low-key, it's not going to make a difference. P.S. The whole time when this happens, you are rolling the bones. You don't know how bad it's actually going to be. The statistics right now say, if you've been vaccinated... Yes, if you do become infected, it's going to be a lower, a lower rate problem for you. But as the statisticians will put it, statisticians will put it, it's a non-zero number. Right. But these people simply want to do the whole teenage, I'm invincible. And ain't nobody going to keep me away from doing what it is that I want to do. So help me the great God Murphy. And because of that, the great God Murphy is going to. I don't want to say it because I'm going to start getting really emotional. The great God Murphy is going to strike dead. Tens. Dozens. Hundred, hundreds of people where this is involved. Sturgis, how many people was it uh, that year? It was in the tens, uh, it was in the tens of thousands of attendees, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was something around 400,000 last year, maybe a little under. Okay. And they're expecting 700,000 this year. And the heat map from Sturgis had people attending from and then remoting out to basically every county in the contiguous United States from sea to goddamned sea. And we already know there's at least one person there that probably has COVID if his wife is homesick with it. Just saying. And he was shoulder to shoulder to shoulder with the whole gaggle of people. You know what, Tech? Let's let's let, let's have you do something for me a second. Uh, do me a favor. Pull up a calculator for me for a second. Pull up a calculator. Now, got it. Let's let's run with this. You said, uh, Bridget. You said it was about four hundred grand. 
about four hundred thousand last year. Okay, yeah, it was like four hundred and three thousand. Okay, like let's that. let's 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 go with the four hundred thousand. Just just round it for a second. Tech four hundred thousand. The infection rate for COVID was considered to be uh, what was it? Um, point uh, zero eight percent. Yeah, they the light, last statistics that I saw is that they know for sure that there were six hundred and seventy five primary cases of COVID from that rally, and then they traced some secondary cases, but they're not really good at contact tracing in this country. Well, so the, who the, knows what happened? The, 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 not not Sturgis itself. Just just as far as we know, if as far as I remember, the infection rate for COVID was, I think it was. Uh, Eight per thousand or something like that. So you know, uh, point point zero point zero eight point zero zero eight. I think is what it came down to. You're talking about for the entire 2020. Yeah, what was what was considered the infection rate of COVID to the general populace? Ten percent. Called ten percent. Okay, so so multiply out that four hundred grand by. You know, a point point one. You know, ten percent. Yeah, I could do that in my head. Yeah, that co- that brings us to uh, a, a total of uh, of what forty k, forty k, forty thousand. That's okay. four four zeros after it. Okay, so let's let's now take that and let's assume that twenty five percent of those were. Severe cases. That'd be 10,000. So 10,000, who would be severe cases? We could, we could easily say that these would be people who would be, um, infectious. Would that, would that sound, uh, uh, about right, Bridget? Probably. I mean, if, if you were a severe case and you needed medical attention, you'd probably be infectious, right? Are we talking pre-vax or post-vax? Without vax? Yeah. The, I mean, we have asymptomatic spread. That's true. Don't forget, Sturgis attracts a lot of the like-minded people of, I'm not getting no damn vaccine. Right. Mm-hmm. That's so, true. So what we've got from just last year, the possibility of 10,000 who could very likely be infectious. And spreading that wherever it is that they're going to, which means fuel ups, hotel stays, lot lizards. Last year, you didn't have as much of a problem with that, because if you'll remember, last year, most of the shit was locked down in between here and there. But there were still gas stations. There were still gas stations, but as far as like some of the hotels and some of the other places, some of the places to eat, those were shut down. And so people were having to eat on their bikes. This year, everything's open. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, they have signs up, like in my state, there's a lot of businesses that say, if you're not vaccinated, please wear a mask. But not going through the Midwest and not going down south. Right. Well, here's the thing. It says, please wear a mask. It doesn't say that you must wear a mask. And then, of course, you know, they're not asking people to show their vaccination cards. 
And I understand that, you know, there are people who are afraid that if we start making it acceptable to go, hey, you got to show your vaccination card if you want to come in, then they're going to start asking for papers, please. You know, that whole uh, mentality of being oppressed. Well, there's a guy who owns his own private taxi service who has uh, two rules. And that is uh, when you're in one of his taxis. You can't wear a mask. You're not allowed to wear a mask or they will kick you out. Uh, rule number two, if you have received the vaccine, you're not allowed in his taxis either because he follows the debunked mentality that if you've been vaccinated, you shed skin cells that could get somebody sick who hasn't been vaccinated. Hold it right there. We need to touch on this one because there is a sideways part. You got How something? would you know if someone had been vaccinated? When they call to request a taxi, they ask the people and they, they grill them. They, they grill them until they either admit that they've been vaccinated or that they've persisted enough to demonstrate that they haven't been vaccinated. What I wanted to get to is something that was posted into uh, one of the Discord channels that a conservative talk show uh, radio host who claimed up, down, left, right, and center that COVID was not a thing has died of let's hear it, people. Wait, 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 wait. I've got, I've got my I got my sticks right here. One. Ready for it? There have been two. COVID. COVID. But which one? Doesn't matter. There was also well, there was also another one that was uh, a Newsmax anchor who was staunchly, you know, anti-vax and that this is a lie and blah, blah, blah. And thought, you know, Fauci needs to go to jail. He died today, too. From COVID. Well, actually, I'm being inaccurate here. People don't die from COVID. People no. die from the complications of COVID, just like people don't die from AIDS. They die from the complications. I'm just being medically accurate. You're 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 right. You're right. And, and, and by the way, just so people don't think I'm full of it, um, I posted the one of the articles referencing this. This isn't the actual article that I read. This is a different uh, news publication. But they're covering the same thing. And um, it's out of St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, the company's called Yo Transportation Services. And the owner of it is, uh, you know, he's, he's completely anti-vaccine, anti-mask. Um, you know, they're in Missouri. They have a high rate of infection. People should be wearing masks. He's actually kind of got a sort of monopoly, uh, in his area on the taxi service as well, making him doubly dangerous. Now, riddle me this, Batman. Mm-hmm. If you have these group of people saying, you can't ask me for my vaccine card because that's illegal. Well, how is it that the taxi service can say, well, if you've been vaccinated, you're not allowed in our taxi. There's mm-hmm. a, there's a, there, that's, that's hi- hypocritical right there is what it is. Yes, yeah, that's, that's true. Now there is a, uh, uh, there's a, a, a bright side to this. If you'll pardon me a second, because I'm looking at the thumbnail that is coming up in our discord that shows the, uh, uh, the news article itself, the taxi service has a um a bright pink color scheme 
Yeah, You'll they're known that. for that. So, so what I was going to say was, and please forgive me for the dad joke a second. The <laughs> bright side to this is you can easily spot this Pepto-Bismol pink the from a kilometer away. No joke. Yeah, the fact that this guy's got a uh, a near monopoly makes it more difficult. But you know what? Um, I'm I don't know if they exist out there, but uh, Lyft, Uber, uh, hell, I would trust um, you know, thumbing it to a different place if necessary. At that point, well, the guy, the guy who owns the uh, service has admitted that he loses about three out of ten customers to uh, vaccination status or mask wearing, uh, uh, refusing to uh, ride with without wearing it. Yeah, so, um, but he says it doesn't bother him, you know, to stand up for what he believes. And this is a demonstration of what you can do as a private company. So, could a private company technically say, "Hey, look"? You can't come in here without a mask on unless you can prove you've been vaccinated. Sure. Do you have to do business with them? No, not at all. You do not have to do business with them. But saying that you're going to boycott a a company that refuses to do business with you because you're unvaccinated isn't technically a boycott because you weren't allowed in the first place. So you you might want to move on with your life at that point. Yeah. I would like to bring up something about personal responsibility and this is probably going to be an unpopular view and just to you know let Stephanie know I'm talking specifically you know to residents in the US and not anywhere else I'm just speaking for my country but you know insurance premiums are skyrocketing because they're having to you know th- as far as the costs of covid you know, either the taxpayers are going to have to pick it up through Medicare and Medicaid expenditures or the insurance companies are picking it up. And I can tell you that double organ transplants ain't cheap. And if I were an insurer, what I would be doing is saying, you know, look, you either get the vaccine and we'll give you this deadline to get it. Or if you happen, you know, to contract COVID and wind up in the hospital and you're not vaccinated. And here I'm not talking about people who have medical reasons, you know, for not getting it because they're immunocompromised or whatever, but people who have no excuse not to get it. Uh, People who are people uh, who were eligible, but refuse in intentionally refusing. Yeah. Then I would say, if you happen to be admitted to the hospital for COVID, then the costs, of that care is on you. And I think if people knew that they would be on the hook for two, three, four million dollars, you know, potentially worth of hospital charges that could push them into bankruptcy, that might be enough of a stick to make them get the damn shot. Right now, there's no responsibility. If you don't want to and you're like, hey, I'll just take my chances with it, then you also take the financial risk as well. Let's be responsible. We know that the uh, idea of people going into medical debt is a real thing and is a really, really nasty thing in this country. However, but this is how- a preventable thing. However, agreed. This is something for which 
it can be, it can be mitigated. And from what we've understood so far, those who have been vaccinated, even those that have been uh, infected previously, are doing far and away better than the control group of those that have not. You know, people, uh, people, people don't, people don't understand uh, un- until you start to put it into Dungeons and Dragons terms. Some of these people just do not understand the 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 percentages of 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 possibilities of infection. You know where it's you, you, we've probably all seen the graphics where it's two silhouettes facing each other, and one of them is 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 talking, and it shows you know ninety percent chance of infections. The receiver is wearing a mask, you know, fifty uh, percent. A possibility of infection. The speaker only is wearing one, three percent. Both of them, you know, point five percent, and whatever the last one is, where they're they're doing, you know, offering to show slides of the last trip to Venetian Beach, whatever the hell it is, you know, that kind of thing. I don't think people really understand how much of a mitigation factor that really is, or they simply choose to absolutely ignore it because hypoxia from um breathing under a, a sheet is a real thing what it's not it's not i've proven it on a on a zoom uh yeah i wore two surgical masks with a pulse oximeter on my finger for like 10 minutes and kept showing a little finger up on the camera to show people you know if i if i if i could if I could get a hold of one, I would, I would put three surgical masks on my face and keep my hand elevated the entire time to show people that, you know, this is really me going on right now. No, I'm not actually giving you the finger. I'm keeping the thing in front of you, even though it's going to be tiring as well. Have you ever tried to hold your hand up the, like for, you know, dozens of minutes on a clip? It's annoying. Because the, it's an auto shut off after so long, uh, battery. But still, but um, you know, but this I I can't remember what her title was. It was I don't remember if she was um dumbass. You know, it, <laughs> she was an infectious um disease specialist or intensivist or something like that, and yeah, you know, from LSU that was giving an interview a couple days ago, and. You know, she bluntly said that if you do not get vaccinated, your chances of catching COVID at some point are 100%. You will catch it. Before all is said and done, if you have not been vaccinated, you will catch it. And right now, the average death rate is one out of every 50 cases. One out of 50. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just pulling up the um the information on uh, on uh, Worldometer. What was that statistic again? Uh I was told 1 in 50 cases. Uh-huh. As now, a- I don't know if I don't know if that's like 50 people that's been admitted to the hospital. No, I think if you've been admitted to the hospital, the death rate would be a lot higher than that. 
according to World Meter, two days ago, the numbers. Admittedly, there are problems in reporting to World Meter. Yeah. With yeah. that in mind, the numbers showing for the U.S. for two days ago. New cases? 131,500. 131,500. Once you keep that number in mind, 131. The next one listed. The next country listed. For data from two days ago, again, reminding you that these numbers can be, could be quite a bit off. The next one is Brazil. 42,000. Brazil's population is two-thirds of ours. The U.S. has reported 131,500. Brazil is reporting 42,000. Knowing full well that there is very likely some problem in reporting anyway. Mm-hmm. The possibility that these numbers are somewhat accurate. I mean, the death rate is about 2% overall. But what a lot of people don't consider is how much the costs of people having long COVID are going to be. We and have, we have no real way of knowing. No. Um, you know, there are some cohort studies that are out now that are, you know, showing that people who had mild cases or even asymptomatic cases a year later still have, you know, issues with, you know, cognitive abilities and things like that. But the last numbers that I saw on children and, you know, they're still, yeah, it needs to be more studies, more data, but their best guesstimate now is that 20 to 40% of kids who are infected with COVID end up with long-term symptoms. Folks probably saw yeah. me uh, uh, smiling just a little bit. I apologize. Uh, Felix had said, can we all move to, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it correctly, Parump? I did. I thought maybe you had mistyped something, hun. No. Apparently, this is a place out in uh, Nevada, near Death Valley. You know what? I'm I'm with you on this one because when I pulled it up on Google Maps, I had two wineries show up in the area. So I'm on board. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Okay, yeah, it's it's within traveling distance of Las Vegas, but really, I don't care. I I don't want, I don't want to go to Vegas. 20 to 40% of the kids can end up, you know, getting long-term COVID. That is frightening. I mean, we're setting up a whole generation of, of kids that are too young to be vaccinated and, you know, they're not being protected adequately, but they're going to end up learning disabilities and, you know, long-term health problems. Who's and they'll be told, that? and they'll be told that don't worry. God doesn't give you more than you can't handle. Yeah. Who's going to subsidize your care? Oh, uh, somebody else. Medicaid can't afford it. Well, that's the 
it'll it'll be taken care of by somebody else, probably a church that's not certified. Kind of like they do with uh, childcare. They get all these exemptions. They 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 don't have to. Uh, many states and many counties within states have exemptions for church uh, sponsored uh, childcare, and so they end up being able to break a lot of rules that a regular childcare provider wouldn't be able to break, which usually results in harm to the children. But what about the adults who are too disabled to go back to work now that have been out of work for a year now and still can't go back that were previously healthy. And I don't know what you're really worried about. Uh, I mean, long-term COVID effects with uh, with uh, these these kids who are, you know, preteen and whatnot. I mean, the way things are going, they get infected. I mean, it's not like we're expecting them to outlive high school, right? So, you know, they're not exactly going to be on the uh, on the the money rolls for how much money is going to go to recovery and everything. So, sarcasm aside, thank you. All the you know, uh, all of us getting it out of our systems. Who is going to take care of them is an excellent question. It is. That there's a lot of logical, rational people are thinking about that, trying to figure out what's going to happen. But for the people causing the problems, they don't they don't see that as a problem because you know, they've been in tough situations before that their God will provide or their politicians that they voted for that they believe in said things will be all right and that things will be taken care of. What's going to happen is they won't know until that time comes. These religious groups are not going to do jack shit. And I can tell you how I know that. They never have. I can, I can, I can show you another way, which is not so blatantly obvious, but no, all right, you can get the end there. By the way, thank you for picking up on the sarcasm part over there. I really do appreciate that. My dry delivery is occasionally not really. Great. I was being sarcastic too. I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that we we were being sarcastic. No, I, the I, UK I, I appreciate. Is, it. In, at least the UK is investing money into research and into clinics for long haulers. Yeah, and and uh, sideways to that, Stephanie. Yeah, we we know and. You know, there there is not a week that goes by that I don't worry how you're doing over there. Seriously, yeah, I think I, about I, you all the time too, yeah, we, Stephanie. We do, we do. I, I, I mean, I know, I know. The whole atheist thoughts and prayers thing is is about as useless as everybody else's. But I mean, we we concern for you. We don't want bad con- continuing to happen or worse. So you know, you know that. What I was going to say was. Pulling back from what we said earlier, the pro-birther groups, once the birth is done, they don't give jack shit about it. It's all about the, it's all about the, 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 you know, getting the word out and, and, and pushing, pushing the goddamn agenda to get people into a position where, the, you know, they'll come in now and they'll um, be needing emotional support. And, oh, look at that. They'll be tithing to, to get the, um, the battered person uh, help that we're going to give them for battering them. I mean, it, it, it's going to be the same goddamn thing. They're not going to care. The kid pops out, they don't give a shit. Oh, but what was say, well, you shouldn't have gotten pregnant. What was the expression? Emotional vultures. That's what I was looking for. That's that. That's all. That's all that they're going to be in it for. It for. They're 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 not going to care. They're not going to do. If they if they cared, if they were going to do, we wouldn't have homeless problems. Every church would be a homeless shelter. 
you know, they open that. That's an excellent point. They are building a new church down by me. Um, the looking at the foundation of this thing, uh, they could easily turn what they're building into a small apartment complex, say three or four stories. Uh, they have enough of a foundation that not only could they provide housing, but they could definitely have like an in-facilities kitchen to feed them. Why is it a church? Why is it not housing or a kitchen or a facility that provides resources or why do we need another place to pray when there's one not two blocks from where they're building it? That's an easy one for me to answer. Yeah. Two. Mine was a mine was a rhetorical question, but go ahead. And no, it, it it's not because the answer is hellacious. If you'll ex- pardon the expression, for the tithe. Mm-hmm. Money. It's oh, money and influence. I'm looking at the uh, NIH website. Mm-hmm. And there's an abstract here that said uh, from their first study of long COVID in children suggests that more than half of children aged between 6 and 16 who contract the virus have at least one symptom lasting more than 120 days. With 42.6% of them so impaired that it interferes with their everyday living activities. Up to 50%. Holy shit. So what's going to happen with phys ed in high school? Exactly. You know, we, we, I sarcastically have joked that these kids are going to end up trying to do these we, we know full well that there are certain areas that are very hot, hot Christian areas. We, we talked about this, you know, last week with, uh, with, uh, with Rebecca, you know, where football is life. Football is the way. There are these kids that are going to drop dead. Mm. There's no sarcasm here. There's, there's no rhetoric here. This is not hyperbole. It will happen. There are kids who are going to drop dead playing football, playing rugby, who are going to drown in pools from swimming competitions, who are going to drop dead uh, uh, playing lacrosse. This is going to happen. It might not have even known that they had been infected. That's the scary part. And of course, for those who don't want to believe that this will happen, they're just going to say you're fear-mongering. That you're uh, doing the stuff that we accuse Fox News of doing. And in a way, a little bit, it's fear. But we're trying to say the facts of what the results of will be of ignoring the situation as the facts dictate them to be, as the science demonstrates, as the, as the numbers demonstrate that 
if we don't take the precautions, if we don't do the needful, these are the results that we are likely to see, and will most likely see. Greater than zero chance, as uh, Sujin loves to put it. Yeah, it's founded fear. Now, and, and and the thing is, is that, yeah, you can roll the die and go, well, I'll take the risk that my kid won't happen to my kid. Okay? But, you know, without you and your kid wearing a mask, forget the vaccinations for a moment. Without you and your kid wearing a mask, what happens when your next door neighbor's kid dies? You know, the kid whose birthday party you just went over to help celebrate? Because you remember since the day they were born, they've been your neighbor and you were there. And, you know, darn it, a couple days later, you've got symptoms. Turns out that you actually had it longer and you gave it to them. Yeah, this is exactly the reason why. How does I've that make dis- you feel? Yeah. I mean, you guys know full well, I had, I had brought dinner to the nurse's station over at Roswell Park for years. Once this all thing started, I, 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 I can't. I, I absolutely, I could not in good conscience ever do that again. Never. And I made a promise to myself the day I turned 21. That promise was, is if I ever drank a beer, got behind the wheel, and hit somebody with my car, I would turn self-turn in my license and never get one ever again. I would be completely reliant upon taxis and bus, public transportation, walking, a bicycle, whatever, that I would never drive a motor vehicle ever again. I made that promise to myself, and I've kept that promise. I don't get behind a wheel with alcohol in my system because... I actually happen to like driving. Yeah, you and me both were we're very much uh, on the same on that one. And because um, I know that if I got behind the wheel and killed somebody with my car, yeah, and I did it because I was intoxicated, I wouldn't. I would never be able to live with myself. I know that if I did it while I was not intoxicated, that when I was sober, that then I would not be able to question: Did I do everything that I could to pr- help prevent that person's death? If I'm sober, the answer is going to be yes. I was either too tired or something was going on in the car or they stepped out in front of the car or whatever. Those situations can be examined as they occur. But if I'm intoxicated, I have done that to myself and that resulted in that person's death. So when I go out in public, I wear a mask because I don't want to carry something that's the equivalent of running them over with my car. Because there is a girl that works in a grocery store just down the street from me. And she's a nice young lady. She can't afford to quit her job. She can't take the shot because she's immune compromised. And because of what she has in her condition, if she gets COVID, even the original version, she's dead. End of story. Stephanie's and got a think, thing. Well, she's got to find another job. She's been looking, but she doesn't have a lot of uh, skill sets. You know, some people are lucky enough to have different skill sets. Some people are lucky enough to have natural talent. I know a lot of people that don't have natural talent. They just had uh, good luck with who they knew or what what circle they grew up in. 
to get the jobs that they have. Well, why don't you find her a job? I'm waiting on a resume. But, you know, there's only so much we can do. Yeah, Stephanie. You can only work with so much. Yeah, Stephanie's piece over here to, uh, at UTech, uh, it's just like Brexit. They, they called it Project Fear or, or Project Fear. I'm, I'm not quite sure which, which it is in this particular context. I don't know that it makes real any, any difference. Uh, and everything predicted is happening now, including empty supermarket shelves. Yeah, you know, you're, when, you're right. when when people refuse to listen to statistics that can be shown, admittedly, behavior is not something that can be exactly statistically shown, but what leads up to can be, and I know for well was. And like you said, we we warned you, and this is what happened. Because this is what we warned you was going to happen. So guess who was right? Us. And we're not happy about it. This is not a yeah. ha ha ha. I told you so. This is a oh shit. We warned you guys. We know you, we understand why you didn't listen, you know, but why are you still not listening? Because now you can see it. Now you don't have to worry about whether the statistician is lying to you or not or whether they're making it up, you can see the results. You can hear the results. They're, they're, they are empirical. They're, they're, uh, they can be tested. Uh, you don't need to have a specialist on standby telling you how to interpret the results. You can see them for yourselves. For some people, they're not seeing it because they're just not looking. They're, they're either they're, purposefully avoiding it or they're avoiding it just because maybe that their area that they are restricted to maybe the where they work or where they live or both doesn't um doesn't show those stats you know maybe there's only fox news or maybe there's no news you know okay sure i get it you're in a bubble and that bubble is telling you that the world, everything is all right with the world. You know, it's fine. You just keep doing you. Don't worry about a mask. You'll be fine. I understand for those people. They don't have the input that they need to make an educated decision. They're not being given a chance. Okay. For the rest of you, seriously, guys. You got to open your eyes and look at this stuff and go, you know, there might be something there. Does it really hurt me to put a little piece of cotton over my mouth for an hour or for 30 minutes or however long I'm in the grocery store today? Will it kill me? Yes or no? Oh, I, I saw one earlier that was definitely, you know, um, a of this. If you think it's uncomfortable to wear a mask for an hour, you know, put a little piece of fabric on your face for an hour to go to the grocery store, how do you think it feels for the three or four people that are having to wear full PPE and masks and goggles and a gown and two pairs of gloves to do CPR on somebody for 30 minutes? And to put that in context for the people who that kind of question hasn't, uh, registered what 
Bridges talking about is the doctors and nurses who are trying to prevent a person from dying because, well, they, their heart has stopped or they've stopped breathing or it's a combination of both or any other complications that come along with COVID. And else having to wear all of that protective yeah. equipment and then do CPR on somebody for 30 minutes. And even before COVID having to do CPR for 30 minutes was exhausting and you'd have sweat pouring off of you, but imagine doing it all gloved up and masked up and all that. And for people who aren't aware, explain what a 30 minute CPR session is like for us. How about five minutes? Well, explain a CPR session and then we can just multiply that by 30 minutes. Because there's some people who don't really know what's really involved. They having see what we see on the TV. Let her, let her talk. Yeah. Yeah. Having to use force, you know, forcefully pressing down on someone's chest with compressions. I mean, it's physically exhausting. And, you know, ribs are usually broken in the process. That's just part of it, you know. But having to do that every few seconds and then administer, you know, air to the person. And of course, with, you know, protective gear on, you're going to have to use an ambu bag or something like that. You, there's no way you're doing mouth to mouth on these people, right? Is that but a bad ha- thing? Using a uh, bag? No, no, not at all. But having to, you know, pump and pump and pump and then, you know, administer some, you know, breath in and then pump some more. I mean, it is hard work. Um, I would compare it to like trying to do several push-ups and then having to wait and do some more push-ups and then wait while you're wearing like, you know, a high grade mask with another mask with the face shield and gloves and all that. And you have these medical people who are having to do it. They have to. What you're saying is that wearing a piece 30- of cloth on your face for you know, like a grocery shopping is nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and so what, just to reiterate, for those who are listening at home, what you're saying is is that doing CPR for 30 minutes is like doing anywhere from two to five push-ups, then waiting, counting a certain amount of seconds, and then doing two to five push-ups again and repeating that process for 30 minutes, regardless of how tired your arms are, because if you stop, mm-hmm. that person is may permanently die. Yeah, imagine putting on a gas mask and a pair of uh, rubber gloves and trying to do that for 30 minutes. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure we were on the same page and that the analogy was spot on. Yeah, a piece of cloth is not going to kill you. It's a little uncomfortable, maybe, especially if it's hot outside, but, you know, deal with it. Suck it up. Let her cut. My biggest complaint about the comfortability of the claws are actually with the, because I wear glasses. My biggest complaint about it is um, if I don't have a good seal around my nose, the air escapes and it fogs up the glasses. And I got to see like, you know, what's going on. I can't just, I can't take my glasses off and see where I'm going or see what I'm doing. Uh, My eyes are that bad. Surgical tape will help that. Yeah. But when I'm wearing a cloth one, Mm-hmm. I, f- I, I find that for some of the cloth ones, um, the uh, even with the surgical tape, the heat is escaping through the top of the cloth and still affects my glasses. <laughs> Brainex would work, but you might try something like that. 
what I'd really like is I'd like like a plastic mask that had filtration uh, ports on them where they had the filters in the ports and then they formed a seal around my face and they went in and, and the, the air went in and out of filtered ports that were away from my glasses. But I have yet, I, like I've bought and kickstarted over eight different models. Okay. That were supposed to do these things. And uh, uh, several of them advertising, Hey, if you wear glasses, ours are just the thing for you. Not a one of them worked yeah, any know, better than the blue um the blue mesh i will uh i will i will see what i can come up with for you uh i've i'm might be able to come up with something uh from a a, a german latex bonded site perhaps i, I don't know i'll look <laughs> see now the funny the, the 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 funny part about it is really quickly the funny part about it is that is it is entirely possible that there actually is a fetish site that produces latex gas masks that might actually do the trick well remember at the start of covid when they were calling for uh res- uh um, the respirators and all that other stuff mm. there was a site that catered to the fetish community that had a fetish for medical equipment and they took all their respirators and such off and, and respirator technology off the market to give it to the hospitals. Yeah. And uh, the reason why I wanted to point this out is uh, for, for this last piece, if they could fit horses with breathing equipment during world war one, when chlorine gas canisters were getting lobbed at them, we know full well there's got to be something that works. Joseph, um, I know that you 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 kept yourself quiet and you were you, you were away for a bit, so we've we've had the chance to kind of talk through. Um, we got a couple of minutes. If there's if there's something that you want to go ahead and and uh, go ahead and, and drop in here with 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 us just kind of hanging back at this point i kind of give you the uh the floor to to close out with whatever it is that you've got that's still kind of waiting yeah <clears throat> without going into a rant well there's a few points um and basically what tech was talking about this is going back a bit but um uh you know people living in their own bubble not having the options um, or the choice, uh, to make any decision outside of it. Um, that once again, I'm going to underline, um, something lacking from our education, uh, not only critical, a uh, lack of critical thought education, uh, critical thought, which, which is basically imagination, which means, um, considering options or even imagining options outside of one's actual options that they were brought up with, um, combined with the sense of um, responsibility uh, for one. I think we really, really, really have to underline that point is that we have to become responsible for our own survival before we can 
become responsible for anyone else's. Which means if you're not responsible for your own survival, if you rely on somebody else to make all the decisions for you, then it's kind of hard to decide what's best for your hello, fellow human. With that other fellow human, you always have to go back to your leader for that kind of thing. And there's one, one other point I'd like uh, to make. I think most of what's happening today, I think we can chalk that up to um, not stupidity. Um, I chalk it up more to laziness. Because it's funny, when I was a kid, um, and I, I know I've said this a few times before, but, you know, I thought the internet was just something amazing and all this wealth of information we have, it's going to make us all more intelligent and more, you know, world aware. And actually the, the opposite has happened. Um, whereas, um, you know, these leader decider providers, so called that we imagine we have, um, instead of becoming less reliant on them, well, actually, they have uh, an easier way of communicating to the masses, uh, to people, what they should think and whatever. And social media is just uh, its a big comparing game. For those who would follow, uh, they, they, they just compare whatever the leader said amongst themselves and just check to make sure that they're behaving all in the same way. <sighs> yeah, really, I don't know what to suggest. I mean, uh, going forward from here, I don't know how we can insert this into our education system. A sense of civic duty, sense of civic responsibility, sense of uh, autonomous thought. It really is difficult to to think about it in those terms and yeah in your society right. where everybody's proposing it's so easy to have somebody else if you've got the money you can pay somebody else to do it for you or decide for you or whatever you have to start providing other options but we don't we lack um <clears throat> a sheen we lack uh i don't know what to call it You know, there's no network of uh, an exchange of information. There's only people selling shit to each other. The last thing I'm going to uh, get us out of here with, though, is uh, is just this. If anybody thinks that you need imagination to figure out how to deal with stuff, how to deal with a pandemic, you don't need to. World of Warcraft went through it, and they they had a worst-case scenario. And the experts have actually looked at it and said, um, can we get your data? Because our modeling is pretty close, and we want to understand all of what happened with you guys, because you simulated it better than we did. The experts know where to get good information. They're part of the group that are generating it. You don't have to have faith in people. All you need to understand is that there are people who know better than you and know better than me, better than most of us. 
We can trust those people. Don't be a dick. We got to get done. Everybody, as always, thank you very much for being with us. Hope that you found yourself something worthwhile to think about from us and uh, you got good stuff to consider for the week ahead for yourselves. Um, Stephanie, Felis, you guys take care of yourself. Felis, I'm, I'm especially really glad to see that you, you know, you're able to stay up and your, your strength is improving on just, you just be safe out there, please. And, uh, again, you know, Stephanie, we're, we're, again, we're still, you know, still concerning for you. I know, I know what you wrote over there about, you know, you got, you got your backup plan. You got all this stuff over there, right? You, you, we got that, but it doesn't change the fact that, you know, we care about our family of choice. Joseph, glad you're able to make it. You take good care of yourself. Have a, uh, you know, have, have a, have a good rest of the, uh, weekend. And, um, I just hope that you stay well, man. Yeah, you too, sir. Oh, by the way, I'm off to Burgundy next Friday. You are finally. Congratulations. Finally. Jeez. Yeah, for one week. Well, uh, that that's okay. So, uh, working vacation? Um, Indiana Jones vacation. Okay, great. He's going to be playing with snakes. That's, that's just what I need to know. Congratulations. Well, well there are snakes. Fair enough. You take good care of you. Be safe, man. Seriously, just, yeah. just be safe out there. Yeah, you too, sir. All right. there. Tech, it's good to have you back, man. You take care of yourself. Um, rest well when you can finally, because something tells me after a little bit of that wine, you got to have the opportunity pretty soon, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, alcohol still makes me tired. That- but uh, I also only had a small bit, and I've got a Big ass glass of coffee. So not I'll probably be going to sleep in a while, but not too soon. Yeah, coffee this late? Wow. Well, why why even bother going to bed? So the, the fun fact is, if I drink, let's say I drink enough coffee to keep me awake, and then I put my head down on the pillow, I'll still go fall asleep. The the coffee is more of. It makes it easier for me to stay awake of my own choosing. But eventually, sleep does take over. There, there's not enough coffee in the world to keep me awake when my body goes, Hey, guess what? You're going to sleep, buddy. <laughs> Still, you take care of yourself, huh? Yeah, I will. Hakuna Matata. And uh, Bridget, I just want you to think about this for a second. He said that when he lays his head on a pillow... He's going to sleep. But yet, if somebody were to take a pillow and impact it into the back of his head, which would be a, you know, virtually the same thing, he'd probably be pretty wide awake and not going to sleep at that point. Does that seem fair? Probably. It, it, it depends on the person who's placing the pillow. That's a good point. That's good And point. if somebody's trying to do it on the front of the head as opposed to the back of the head, yeah, there'd probably be a struggle. Yeah. You'll keep that in mind. So, it's that time again. Who? Yeah, it's Miller time. You know what we need? We we need like a we need we need like a uh, I need an animation of like a a, a, a a roulette wheel or whatever the hell it is. Try to figure out who are we gonna say fuck you to this week. Oh wow! There's uh fuck you, 
DeSantis, or should we call you Death DeSantis? Ooh, I had not heard that one yet. That's good. I like that. And and Governor Abbott, go fuck yourself too. And Lauren Bobert and Marjorie Green Trader, just y'all go fuck yourselves too. You're like the list. I mean, they're like <laughs> you know, they're like covidiots that are spreading disinformation. Just they're stupid spreaders. There you go. I'm covidiots. I like that. Because they're ranting about like, well, if you weren't upset about Lollapalooza, but you're upset about Sturgis, and it's like, hey, what about us, you know, people who were upset about both? For the same goddamn reason. Yeah. So just get get the fuck out of here. Both of you. But I think Marge, or I think Marjorie Green Trader has been silenced on Twitter again because I tried to tag her in the post about the stupid covidiots and I could not tag her. I could only tag her official account. Oh well. I thought that was kind of interesting that you can't find her personal account on Twitter right now. Amazing how that happens. Uh, yeah. As a as a sideways, by the way. Uh, for stuff I don't know if you'd seen uh, the Foo Fighters were having themselves a concert and Dave Grohl went ahead and said uh, you know what the Westboro Baptist Church guys that are coming out to protest us you know what fuck you guys but we still love you so instead of hating on everybody maybe what you should be doing is you should be dancing and they yeah, played the goddamn drive by I saw that that was great you know Dave <laughs> You can say a lot of things about Dave Grohl, but the fact that the man will not put up with shit is one of the best things. The man battled, drum battled animal to a standoff. And if somebody is getting rowdy at one of his concerts, he has been known to just absolutely stop everything that's going on, yell at the band behind him, hey, hey, hold on, hold on, and actually point out into the crowd and say, hey, you, you want, you want, you want to fight in one of my shows? Get the fuck out of my show. He's thrown people out for exactly that kind of thing. Dave, Dave, if ever we get the opportunity of having you on this show, mwah, thank you. But until that point, hunt to talk to him, especially about Kenny Lee's mother. Okay, that's 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 a, that's that's a fangirl thing now. So that's that's a different piece. I can't say anything because I was basically fanboying the entire time last week. So, <laughs> but in any case, <laughs> seriously, stay safe, hun. You know, you know, you know. I worry for you. You just be yeah, careful. but you know, but Michael is going out, you know, with an N95 on, and of course he's getting some hostile stairs and glares and things like that. But, you know, I'm back on lockdown, at least in, until the numbers you know, quit rising locally. So I'll be fine. Yeah, screw all them. Before I go ahead and, and actually close, close, a quick personal message to our good, close, warm, personal friend, Dave motherfucking photo, who had posted that he is now, what did he say? Four years sober? I think that's what I he think. said. All right, man. Yeah. Dave, from he all of us. He looks good, too. Yeah, from all of us. And I know I wrote this on Facebook. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say it here anyway. Deb would absolutely be so goddamn happy and proud for you. 
on behalf of us all, we are all happy and proud for you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. You don't have to keep telling us what you're doing. Just know that we're really, really, really super proud for you. And we got your back if you need it. Meanwhile, we need to get on out of here. As always, if you would like to be in touch with us, or if you'd like to get the audio version of the show, take a swing over to Holy Crap the Vlogcast. The audio version is up over there. We're a little bit behind in getting stuff uh, updated, but we'll see what we can do about that. Uh, the phone number, if you'd like to leave a voicemail message, is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. And um, uh, for, for those of you that are in the Discord with us, you might have a good laugh at this one. Remember, HCTV, more infectious to your ears than H1N1. You might need to go over to the Discord server to find out about that one. But trust me, that's goddamn funny. We'll talk about that again a little bit uh, another time. But in the meantime, you all take good care of yourselves. Please stay safe. So until next time we get together, everyone, as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well, my lady. Too damn many years on. I am still in love with you. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.